Today on the Profitable Trading Podcast. It went from zero turnover to, I think it was around three million turnover in four years. That got bought out by um, the company Simpro. We do find a lot of guys spending hours and hours and hours on plans and doing it on the kitchen table at night because they're trying to run the business. We could just see the same problem over and over again. We really just tacked into those job management systems so that the workflow could be really nice and smooth from counting the plan to dropping it in as a quote to moving it to a purchase order to moving it through to an invoice and try to streamline that whole process for them and we turn that into a software multiple breaks and a couple of hundred stitches in the head but the nose actually made it and my teeth are actually mine which is great pricing and estimating work is a big job for most business owners and being able to get your jobs priced quickly and accurately has a massive impact on how many clients actually say yes Tune in to today's episode where I interview Rex Redden who as well as being a world champion kickboxer has created an incredible system for ensuring that your project estimates match up with your project actuals in a fraction of the time. You're listening to the Profitable Trady Podcast where every week we help you make more money, get your time back and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat, hit the follow button, let's get started. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Fraser-Jones, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast, and uh, today we're doing something a bit special. I've actually uh, ditched my good mate and co-host, Phil Smith, and we have a special guest on the podcast, which I'm uh, super excited about. So my guest is Rex Redden, who's a a former world welterweight kickboxing champion and the founder of Ground Plan, which is a great system, which we'll dig into today. So welcome, Rex. How you doing, mate? Mate, great. Great to finally be here. We've we've spoken about this uh online for a few years and um, it's great to be here yeah man i'm excited to, to talk today i think this is going to be massively valuable uh if you know if you're listening you've got a, a plumbing electrical or a similar a tradie service business this is going to help you massively actually mate where are you today whereabouts are you based today i am in kingscliff new south wales um we moved here i'm a bit of a defector from uh, nz I, I moved from new zealand in 2000 uh, 2009 when things were getting a bit shaky the old global recession and and uh, picked up the three kids and wife and said, let's go to Australia. And that was, yeah, 2009. Nice, so good stuff. been here a while, but yeah. try, try to keep the New Zealand accent there. That's right. You're doing well. You're doing well. <laughs> so, um, look, we've had uh, Rex talk with our members before uh, a couple of times about uh, Ground Plan, and we've got uh, a bunch of our members use Ground Plan, and it's, a, it's an amazing system. And I guess part of our job here at, at PT is to make sure we bring you, you know, information and systems that really help you uh, improve your business, and Ground Plan 100% is something uh, that does that. So I'm... I'm super excited, and today we're actually really lucky because not only is uh, Rex going to talk about something that has you know major benefits for you, but actually uh, he's a he's a successful business owner in his own right and got lots of uh, you know good information about actually running a business, and he's just a super interesting dude as well, uh, which is what we like to do on the podcast. Uh, you know, talk to interesting people. So I'd love to just kick off, Rex. Let's talk about uh, kickboxing. Uh, so yeah. um, how did you get involved in, in kickboxing and martial martial arts? Yeah, well, um, my father was actually a boxer, um, and uh, his father was actually a boxer, and, and it went down the line. So I grew up um, in Wellington, um, New Zealand there, um, and I, I grew up boxing. Um, so that's all I sort of knew, you know, growing up. And I think I started five or six years old and started boxing then. Um, and then I got into uh, Muay Thai kickboxing when I was around 15. So um, that's when I started um, really taking it pretty seriously and, and got into the, the fight scene there and absolutely fell in love with Thai boxing. Um, like boxing, but my father always tried to keep me away from it. Didn't like um, the headshots or anything like that when I was young. So um, he tried to keep me away from boxing, but I managed to find Thai boxing. Um, and then got in and had a sort of a 15-year career as a professional fighter. Travelled traveled to Thailand, fought around the world, fought a lot in Australia. And, and um, yeah, made a career, career out of it when I was young. Your nose is looking all right, mate. 
You obviously My nose is quite straight. You kind of kept that protected. I've been multiple breaks and uh, a couple of hundred stitches in the head, but the nose actually made it, and my teeth are actually mine, which yeah, is great. That's happy days. What was it that you enjoyed about you know martial arts and and Muay Thai? I think um, martial arts. It was the whole goal setting approach um it was all about you know you had your fight lined up you had six to eight weeks to get ready for it and your goal was just that fight um that was probably the number one thing um and then also once you got in there i played a lot of rugby when i was young like most kiwis and i loved the fact that once you got in the ring there was only two people there was no other, there was no team if you if you lost it was all on you and i, I like the pressure of just being a one-on-one sort of sport as opposed to a team sport yeah 100 um what did becoming a world champion kickboxer actually teach you about life and you know what have you taken into your business career from that yeah it was um it was definitely a, a turning point once you once you kind of reach that thing and that, that you'd that goal that you'd set yourself and i was 22 at the time um and i think once you get that goal that that um that major goal of i want to be the world champion i want to have that belt um once i actually got it it was actually a major letdown it was kind of like i had this i wanted to get there i wanted to get there and then i got that belt and it was like well, what do I do now? I've got that thing. And it was, it was actually a bit of a turning point in my career where I kind of like, I kept it for a couple of years, defended a few times, and I just sort of lost the, lost the passion um, in the ring there. And I just felt like I'd achieved what I needed to do. And then that's pretty much when I went off into business as I was looking for the next thing. And when you've been fighting all your life, it's, it is very hard to give it up. And I retired fairly young, about 26. Um, and I'd had about 55 uh, pro fights, so I had a lot of fights um, in, in, a, in a small period of time, and um, so I always, my father always told me, you know, get out while you're on top, don't take too much punishment, um, and uh, luckily, yeah, I never got knocked out or anything like that, and looked after my brain on the way through, which I'm really happy about now, especially, <laughs> um, and yeah, just it just definitely teaches you a lot about yourself, because it puts you in a position where, um, you know, you, you, the anxiety used to be pretty massive walking out to these fights when you're fighting really good guys or you're fighting in Thailand, in the back of Thailand with no one around you. And, um, you know, you put yourself in those places where it's like do or die, sink or swim. It's re- it's, it was really good character building for me, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. So um, I'd love to talk then about your business career. So, you know, mm. what, just talk us through your business career, what sort of businesses you've been involved with, because uh, there's some interesting yeah, stuff yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So my first business was actually a, um, a promotional company for kickboxing, and I started um, promoting mixed martial arts or MMA, which you guys know these days is UFC. I started actually promoting that in New Zealand in about 2003. I bought a cage out of the states; it was about fifty thousand um, dollars. Took loaned some money off someone, bought this cage, got it over to New Zealand, and I started um, promoting these cage fights in Wellington. And it was really early at the time, yeah, 2003, 2004, when not many people knew about the sport. So um, that was a real interesting interesting one because not you know I had this business and I had this cage but I had to then convince people to fight in the cage <laughs> so it was a really hard product to sell because you had to I actually had to drive around New Zealand trying to find fighters that were fairly tough and then turn them into you know kind of cage fighters um, and, and you know get the jiu-jitsu guys and try to convince them to fight the stand-up guys and it was really hard so it was a really good um, opener um, I don't think we made any money out of that but um, I think we uh, we I learned a lot about those nights when you you know we had two, three, five thousand people coming to these shows and we had five, ten fights on and um, trying to keep it all 
um, rolling smoothly and not have too many fights in the crowd and, you know, try to attract a few corporate sponsors was really hard, really hard. So that was the first business I had. Um, and I ran that through to around 2009 when I moved over here to Australia. Um, when I moved to Australia, I decided um, I was going to start a company in uh, GPS tracking, um, which is vehicle tracking, you know, lot, like a lot. It was basically for plumbers and electricians to um, put a little black box in their car and they could drive the car around it. Oh, sorry for their, their fleet. Um, and they could see where their plumbers and sparkies were on the road. So um, that was a really good little product. And that, that was originally that was called AVT, but um, that got bought out by um, the company Simpro. Uh, after around four years so that was probably oh, that was my first real business when i got in there and you know got into some uh got into some debt got into something new i, I knew the industry a little bit but i would never made software before so um to project manage that and get it and uh go from rex the salesman to rex the marketer to rex the support person to rex the trainer um all in the one so it, was, it started off as a one-man band and, uh, and i literally had my brother helping me out that's a really interesting kind of uh shift from uh kickboxing and setting up promoting yeah. fights to uh, uh, creating developing software how did how did that yeah. sort of jump happen well I actually worked for a company in New Zealand um, that were doing a bit of GPS tracking and I kind of learned the basics from them and I sort of came to Australia and I saw this massive market and I was like right I could go and work for these guys or I could just start my own product and I had no idea really about um, what I was doing and that's the best way to start um, and I went out on my own and uh, and kind of just transitioned into that role and just learned. I was very good at learning. Um, unfortunately, my teachers didn't think so when I left school at 15 years old. Yeah, how often is, yeah, how often but, is that um, the case? Yeah, exactly. So, but I was very good at learning and um, and working working out the problem, and uh, that's what I had to do. So that was a really good build because I went from, um, over four years, I went from zero turnover to, I think it was around three million turnover in four years um, with no product, nothing, just started off from scratch. So that was a real good introductory to SaaS companies or software as a service. Um, and then uh, it was yeah, bought out by Simpro in 2013. So that was my first real um, kind of acquisition, see you later, gone. Um, and then I moved on to invest in their company, um, ended up um, as a shareholder of Simpro for around three, four years to around 2016. Um, and um, it was part of the sale that I had to go work for them. And I was working as a commercial manager for them, managing all their partnerships. Um, so I was, I was um, pretty heavily involved with them when they were, when Simpro were really small in the job management space. And my kind of knowledge from the service space really just transferred into the subcontractor space with Simpro really well. So I was in the early days, I was flying to New Zealand, um, getting some of the first Simpro clients on in New Zealand and did the same in sort of uh, London and, and the States and moved around the place and it was really good. Yeah, awesome. So that sort of leads us to ground plan, which is what I really want to dig into today and, and what that's yeah. all about. So let's let's talk about that. So can you just explain to uh, to the listeners uh, what ground plan is? Yeah, sure. So ground plan is a um, takeoff and estimating software for people that are working off plans. So a lot of the time it's new construction, um, both residential, commercial or industrial. Um, and the sub trades use it for counting um, and measuring their side of the plans. Um, so the, the Spark is using it for counting light fittings and measuring cable, cable trays, that type of stuff. Plumbers are using it for measuring uh, uh, pipes, counting those sorts of things. And um, the painters, the concreters, the roofers, pretty much anyone who's working on the building um, needs to measure and, and quantify the materials and labour that they're going to use on a job. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so let's then just dig into uh, the big problems that um, you know, tradie and service business owners have that you're looking to solve with with uh, with ground plan. What are the what are the issues that it you know that you set it up to solve? Yeah. 
Probably the biggest thing is um, right now a lot of um, companies really just print out a set of plans. Um, they use highlighters and rulers and uh, and plan wheels to try and work out the the, the, co the cost of a job so they can work out how much they can um, put on that job or, or how much margin they can make on that job. And um, so what Ground Plan does is it does that on screen and it does that using um, the figures that they've got in their head. So um, right now there's still a lot of guys doing it very manually. Um, and what happened over the last two years especially is with COVID and the COVID taxes, the materials prices just went through the roof, as you know, and a lot of materials just weren't available. Yeah. So um, a lot of these guys that were estimating were estimating with very old figures and very old labour rates, very old figures. I mean, look at the cost of labour now, it's gone through the roof. Um, so this kind of standardised the way you, you, est you estimate um, a set of plans um, and gave them the tool to be able to do it a lot faster. Um, it is a very slow process, so you do find a lot of guys spending hours and hours and hours on plans and doing it on the kitchen table at night because they're trying to run the business because it's normally the boss who puts a, a price on a job. So it's, um, you know, it was all about time. Um, we saw this happening um, back in 2013 when I finished with uh, SimTrack. Um, it was, we, we went to a few offices and, and we could just see the same problem over and over again. Um, so but eventually took um, two developers, which are my business partners. We sat them in an estimating office, which was at the first time was um, an electrician. Um, and they just literally sat behind the estimators watching what they did. And we turned that into a software. This is a special message for our listeners. If you're feeling overwhelmed with your business and struggling to make a profit, or you just can't seem to get a moment of downtime, we want to help. Book a call with us today for a free coaching session and let us help you turn things around. We'll provide you with actionable tips and strategies to get your business back on track. So don't wait. Book your free coaching call now and let's make your business a success. Just click the link in the show notes and schedule your call now. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Yeah, so I, I guess the thing that I see uh, with the people that we help, and, and probably if you're listening, you've experienced this, is you get a set of plans uh, and it takes a long time to actually count the quantities to do the takeoffs. Uh, and, uh, you know, th there's one thing for sure I can see that when, when you do bids or quotes, the quicker you get them done, the more likely you are to, to win the work as well. And uh, if you spend a lot of time on them and it takes a lot of time, you tend to try and rush it, you miss stuff, mm -hmm. you make mistakes, uh, and yep. that obviously affects your margins on the jobs, which is super frustrating. And if you do spend hours and hours pricing a job, uh, and you don't win it, it's a massive time suck, like the opportunity cost lost. It's just time you never get back. Uh, so right. I think that's that's something that's that, um, yeah, it's it's just an absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah. and, and so that's something that I think uh, a great system, yeah, which Ground Plan is for, for estimating takeoff, really makes a huge difference for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, um, we really noticed over the last sort of five years, the job management um, space cranking up. So, you know, you had the great products like Fergus and ServiceMate and Tradeify and, um, and Simpro and Aeroflow, those types of products taking off in business. So now pretty much most guys that come through the site are using it, some sort of job management system already. They've kind of worked out that um, they need their guys on their iPhones, filling out their timesheets, um, you know, doing purchase order, all of that sort of stuff, purchase ordering properly um, through the iPhone apps. Um, so as we, we basically decided to tack into there so normally the the first part of the the workflow is quoting right so yep. um we really just tacked into those job management systems so that the workflow could be really nice and smooth from counting the plan to dropping it in as a quote to moving it to a purchase order to moving it through to an invoice and try to streamline that whole process for them because that's yep. kind of the, the real bumpy side of running a business right a hundred percent it's massive and a big a big um time suck and and super frustrating and also the thing that happens is for a lot of business owners they get uh, you know they get busy 
uh, pricing work because they're a bit short. And then they win a whole lot of work and uh, they're too busy to actually you know, get on pricing work and so they get a very uh, roller coaster type of cash flow. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen that. We see it all the time. And if you can, str- and if you can streamline the, the the quoting, the takeoff, and the estimating process, uh, it really does help to smooth out that that lumpiness because you're just much quicker at doing it. That's right, exactly. And it's um, we did see a few problems over COVID with those material rising prices because you know what was quoted on those jobs. Um, if guys were pretty rough with their pricing and they didn't really finely tune their real costs on the job, um, you know they chucked a margin on top. They got the job off the builder because they had a good relationship, whatever it may be. Um, and then it's time to do the job. But by the time it was time to do the job, the materials were a lot more expensive, right? So that margin had gone. And we saw a lot of people in trouble over that time. So, Rex, I'd love to just jump in then. What, what's the actual process that people, you know, that, that you follow when you're using the ground plan system? So um, basically, it's all online. So it's, you know, just need Google Chrome or, or one of those to uh, to use Ground Plan. Um, you get your set of plans from your builder. Um, you, uh, if you're in the estimating phase, you uh, upload those plans to um, Ground Plan. Um, let's just say you're a plumber. Um, you'd set your scale on the plan. Um, you would then start counting and measuring based on um, the the rates that that you use to to estimate. So some guys like to use um, just material per meter rates. Um, and then they like to add the labour later. Um, some guys like to actually have a rate that builds all of the material and the labour into one item, and they start measuring across those plants, counting all the fittings, counting all the pipes, um, working out exactly how much labour there is involved and how much safety, and all the variables that go with estimating. Um, once you've counted up all of those plans, um, you can then um, ex- either export that off to your job management system and go put together a quote over there, or you still have a lot of guys working off CSVs and um, Excel um, to put together their, their final price. Um, often guys, when they're pricing jobs, they'll be shooting those that bill of materials to their suppliers or to multiple suppliers. So let's just say they've shot them off. They normally do a bit of project pricing on that and try to get the best possible price on those materials. Come back, lock that into ground plan, and uh, hopefully, and then yeah, normally go after that. They'll go to the job management system and um, get that ready for a, a quote to be um, sent. Yeah, so sent it's off. it's very simple and um, it's amazing actually. I love watching it because you can actually you know use your mouse, drag and drop. You know, use your mouse to to calculate the the area or the distance and and because oh, yeah, you, yeah, linear meters or per item, yeah, or, or square meters, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's it's super juicy. And, and then you can actually set up and, and construct the, um, uh, what's the word, the, um, the rates in the back end to suit yourself. Uh, so it's very, very flexible. Um, yeah, and then you just shoot it straight to your job management system, whatever that might be, Simpro, Service Titan, yeah. whatever, Fergus, and um, there's your quote, there's your bid done. Yep, you're off. Done. Happy so days. we try to always make sure that they're a lot of type jobs that they're quoting, they're replicating the same thing over and over again. So the the beauty of that is if you actually keep the rates from the last job when you go to the new job, it's quite easy to then put together the rate in the new job. But uh, and also um, they don't just use ground plan in the um, the pre construction phase. They also use it um, while they're running the job because once the job actually starts six months later, um, you get the foreman on site and he goes right, okay, what you know what do I need to order for this job? And he starts using ground plan to look at the estimate to um, look at the plan and to understand where they're going in, in different phases of that job. Yeah, killer. So what? Uh, how does Ground Plan integrate with other softwares then? Yeah, so we generally integrate um, via their supply catalogs um, and uh, their rates. So a lot of guys will build their rates into anything from the smaller ones like Xero um, and um, uh, QuickBooks Online right up to the, you know, the SimPros and 
um, the error flows, that type of stuff. Um, and even um, up to the sort of um, uh, pro core level. So, um, so the way we normally integrate is, is in terms of, yeah, supply catalog so they can get some live pricing on what those items are um, and their labor rates. So then by the time it pushes it into that um, job management system, it has a full breakdown of everything. So there's not double handling. There has been a lot of double handling up until um, we kind of joined those dots. Yeah. And how, how from, you know, you've obviously worked with thousands of business owners and thousands of people mm-hmm. use GroundPlan. How does a system like GroundPlan actually change the lives of the trading and service business owners? Yeah, well, it's, it's very similar to the, the job management systems. That it just gives them time back. Um, and it gives them that peace of mind of when they're quoting jobs, of they've actually properly counted and measured everything instead of to kind of just rush around and miss a whole lot of things and put a price on a job. Because um, for an, an example is um, in electrical, you know, if you're doing a commercial electrical job, let's say it's under, you know, minor works, under $2 million job, um, you know, you miss one of those symbols and it's anywhere between $500 and $1,000 of margin you missed. So... Um, to actually do it properly, you know, you need to be really honed in on, on what you're counting and measuring. And it takes a lot of time. And it definitely is the part that most business owners go, oh, I've got all those plans over there that I need to count and put a price on. And they, they when you don't like doing something that much, um, you can often just quickly come up with a price and win a job. And, you know, you just where are you going to make the money from? Yeah, you, the w- you win the jobs that you really wish you hadn't. Uh, they do that or the other thing that I find is people actually procrastinate on it because it's too hard yeah. they put it in the too hard too pile hard. and then it's like oh you know a few months later I'm a bit short of work and it's like well why is that well you know your pricing was a bit soft two or three months ago because yeah. the lag effect is, yeah. is huge it's your pipeline isn't it yeah, yeah it's 100% your pipeline um, mind, you might have noticed I say 100% 100% of the time it's a bit of an issue I've got to work <laughs> on that I'm so, I apologise Nephi I'm working on it uh, anyway yeah. hey what Rex what type of businesses uh, use, use ground plan I would say anyone who is working off a plan. Um, when you're working off a plan, um, you are governed to measure things before you install them, as opposed to a service business that has to uh, that has to um, just get out there, work out what the break and fix problem is, and get it done. So anyone who's working off plans, and we deal with all all subcontractors um, in terms of uh, you know everyone from the roofer to the concrete and uh, everyone in between, um, and um, yeah, anyone who's counting off those plans. So it's um, it's 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 pretty. We have a lot of guys that are one and two man bands that are working for builders just doing new construction. But we have a lot of companies that are 100 and 200 man bands. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, mate, I'd love to step back a bit because this is really interesting, but I'd love to step back to sort of, um, you know, your experiences as well. And you've obviously been involved with a couple of successful uh, software companies now. What are the key lessons that you've learned about business through your journey? Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Um, I love business in every way, shape or form. So, um, always sort of relate really well to the stuff that you put out because um, it's all about becoming a better businessman, you know? And I think that's always been the key. If I look at my first business, um, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing um, in terms of, uh, uh, from a business point of view. I knew I wanted to promote fighters and I, I wanted to have cage fights and I wanted to, um, you know, try and make some money out of, of that industry. But I just didn't really have a lot of experience in how to build a brand, um, how to start thinking as a business owner as opposed to just someone who's in it. Um, my my background has always been sales and marketing, and that's the, the, the thing that I do really well in the business. Um, I think um, probably in the early days, I reckon that the thing I was not good at is managing people. And as we know, that's probably one of the hardest part of the job, isn't it, as a business owner? So I think through the from the first second to the first business to the second business, where I'm like, all right, I'm in Australia. I don't really know anyone. I need to build this brand, and 
Um, I probably didn't even understand brand, to be honest, um, to try and find the staff to help me build this thing, to try and find the funds to help me build this thing. Um, and I think, you know, I was, you know, late 20s, early 30s. Um, you've probably got a lot more testosterone and you're flying and you just want to, you know, you want to get that thing going um, in this massive market of Australia. Um, so I learned a lot from the first to the second um, about um, staff, obviously being a, one of my biggest problems. Um, you know, finances, understanding cash flow. Um, we're lucky that zero came along around those areas and, and made it a lot easier for me to kind of financially manage the business. Um, and then once I actually got to the sellout of that business, it was almost like when I got the world title, it was kind of like a bit of a, it was great that I sold out and I made some money, but I was a little bit kind of like, ah, oh, what do I do now? This is gone. Um, so then once I went to the, well, to start a ground plan about that same time when I sold the last one, um, I think coming into ground plan, I, I, I have been in there full time since 2016. Um, I think um, I'm a lot better now at uh, managing people, um, understanding the bigger picture and constantly working um, on the business rather than just in the business. Um, and that was a, probably the biggest shift is actually to take your mind out of the game and start trying to build, as you would with your own business, you know, you, when you're out there, you start off and it's just you and you're the one-man band and you've got to build out the business under you to really get yourself to that goal of, um, you know, being off the tools, just running the business um, as opposed to in it the whole yeah. time. So that's pretty much my sort of journey that I've really picked up on more so lately. Now I'm sort of early 40s. I think um, it's all about the people in the business and the structure for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and we see it all the time, uh, you know, having enough capacity, enough structure and people in your business is crucial for growth. And most businesses are, are basically um, just really restricted for growth because they just don't have enough people to do the stuff that they want to do or enough of the right people. Uh, that's 100% yeah. for sure. And um, obviously leadership is crucial. What I'd love to know, man, is what, what are the key um, distinctions or the key little bits that you've learned about managing people that you think have really helped? Um, I would say, um, I, I reckon, you know, being, when I was younger, obviously being a fighter, you know, you, you've got that alpha, alpha male mentality um, that, you know, you're just going to go, you're going to be out in the front, you're going to be leading, you know, I'm, I'm into it, and I was doing it, and I did that really well for years, but turned out some staff because I think my attitude was just like, it's my way or the highway, let's work as a team and do it my way. Um, and then sort of as I've matured more, um, I have, uh, and, and, the, and the probably the testosterone levels have, um, calm down um, and I've learned to control my, my own ego um, better um, I think that's worked really well for my staff and I've made sure that um, I've got better at hiring um, surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me actually that was probably one of the big lessons I, I learned earlier on uh, in my business and it was actually Steve Bradshaw who was the founder of Simpro as he said to me Rex all you got to do is just make sure that you hire smarter people than you <laughs> that's the key um, and he did that really well and he successfully exited that business. Um, but yeah, I, th I think managing the people is, was, was the hardest thing to learn because you're just managing multiple personalities. Um, but the thing I did learn is, is definitely about how to manage the different types of personalities, how to communicate with them effectively um, and how to be organised, you know, with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that thing about f hiring smarter people is, is massive. And I think that's a big challenge when you've grown a business from the ground up and you, you've been the you know, the, the best tradesperson, the best technician, the smartest person in the business, uh, takes quite a bit of a uh, ego adjustment to actually get other people who can, you know, do stuff hopefully better than you yeah. can. Uh, better than I, you can, yeah. I, I agree that that is absolute key to success. Yeah. I would love to know, uh, what are you most proud of about Ground Plan? I would say it's been the same since day one for me that I sort of thrive on the... Um, the people, the users and the owners of these businesses actually still been able to ring me and say, 
uh, and me still be fully available in the business to any customer who wants to talk to me, um, to ring me and say, man, this is awesome. This has changed my life. Why didn't, I, why didn't I find about this 10 years ago? You know, so I constantly get that and I still get the buzz out of that of people seeing it going, oh, this is just so easy to use. I love it. Um, and that will, will always be very product driven. I mean, um, I've worked with a lot of other companies that have gone towards the venture capital and, um, and that's just not our plan for this business. So it's really just to um, build a sustainable, profitable business um, with that people love the products. So very much product led growth. Yeah, I love that. It is a great system. Uh, and if, our listeners would like to know more about Ground Plan. Uh, what what should they do? Um, just jump on the website, um, groundplan.com. We'll take you there from any one of your, the, the country entries. Um, grab the 14-day trial. Have a chat to one of our estimators. They'll be happy to jump in there and um, show you how it works on screen. Um, and, yeah, nice and easy to get hold of us through the website. Awesome, awesome. Well, mate, been cool chatting today. Uh, I think we'll land this plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have a saying here at Profitable Trading that business owners don't rise to the level of their goals. They fall to the level of their systems and, and a system like ground plan will give you an unfair advantage when it comes to your takeoffs and pricing your jobs so definitely look into this one thanks heaps for listening we'll catch you all again next time on the profitable trading podcast stick around to hear what's coming up next week as the leader in your trading or service business you play a crucial role in driving the success of the team however managing a team is no easy feat especially when you're dealing with different personalities motivations and skill sets Tune into next week's episode where we discuss how you can adapt your leadership style to get the most out of your team and help them achieve their potential and you improve your business results. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of The Profitable Trading Podcast.